Most often, the brightest smiles come from those who've struggled the most. What's behind your smile? Let's open up and talk about what's really going on behind the smile. And sometimes it's okay to fake it until we make it. I'm Bonnie Woodrick. Join me to gain insight on how many of us hide behind the smile to get through painful and difficult times. My podcast is a safe place where others can share their stories and discuss how opening up rather than hiding behind a smile allows for growth and happiness. To know her is to love her. Doug and I both have the privilege of working with Jordan Carson through the Live Local, Give Local partnership with Wood TV here in West Michigan, where I understand is a community partner. Jordan is a national award-winning journalist and television host. She has covered the red carpet events such as the Academy Awards, Country Music Awards, Dancing with the Stars, and much more. She is an inspiring storyteller and speaker on the growing epidemic of mental brain health issues and eating disorders. Today, we will go behind the smile and learn more about her passion for using her platform to educate others and raise awareness surrounding mental health. Someone else is with me here today that really has a passion to raise awareness surrounding mental health as well. And I'm proud to have Doug Meyer in studio with me today to be my guest podcast host. Thank you, Doug, for joining me. Those listening cannot see us, but we have matching sweaters on. It is the cutest thing. I love them. <laughs> they are awesome sweaters, but we both wore them on the same day. And the the more ironic thing is, is as we welcome Jordan Carson into our podcast today, is Doug and I, our sweaters have love on them. And Jordan walked in with a shirt that says love on it. So I think that we know, right, amongst this group, that love heals. And there's so much love in this room. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say Valentine's Week because I don't know when this is going to air, but how even much more appropriate. Yeah. So, Jordan, I am really happy that you're with us today because we recently were able to get to know each other better, spend time together on your program, which is Live Local, Give Local, from Grand Rapids, which is a part of Wood TV 8 yes. and WOTV 4. And it's just been such a pleasure getting to know you because Doug and I both have this passion for, for mental health and mental health awareness. And we've discovered that that you do too. And we're going to get to that. But first, tell us what you do and why you do it and what you love about it. So first off, thank you so much. I have to say it has been such an honor and a pleasure to get to know you better, Bonnie, and you, Doug, as well. Um, You're just both such bright lights in the community and so, so kind. And so really, it's been a pleasure to work with both of you. Um, What I do, uh, you know, I've been at Wood TV for 11 years now, and... You know, I think we need more positive news stories, and that has always been really important to me. Growing up here in West Michigan, my parents always said, you have to give back. Kind of like what Maya Angelou said, you always have to have two hands, one to catch and one to throw something back. And I think that's so important. Um, And so I came to my boss years ago and I said, what can I do besides the typical news stories. And we came up with Live Local, Give Local. And it's a way to highlight people and organizations in the community that are doing good. You know, there's so many people that are doing good and and they don't have that outlet or that voice to be able to say, look what I'm doing. And so I'm able to shine that light on organizations and people. And it's just been such a blessing. It's an amazing opportunity to kind of highlight the good in our community. It truly is amazing to be a part of that good. Oh, thank and you. so much 
of the good that we do, I think, is is just recognized because it's needed. We need to talk about mental health. And Doug has been a huge part of being able to bring the conversation to the forefront of mental health and, and our partnership with, with Jordan and Wood TV 4 and wouldn't happen without you. So thank you, Doug. Thank you, guys. And it's just, it's, it's heartwarming to hear Jordan and Jordan's story. And the more people I talk to on this journey, the more people open up and come to realize that, you know, we're not alone in dealing with depression issues, people dying by suicide, PTSD, any kind of mental brain health issues, we like to call it now, or I like to call it now, because it is a brain health issue. It is a disease. You know, brains are wired differently, and we need to treat it as such and talk about it and not be ashamed and, you know, not hide it or stuff it, you know, down. You Be open, and it's being open is therapy in itself. Yeah. There is something about the truth to set you free, right? You know, you no longer Absolutely. have to hide behind. And, and once you do find that opening to start talking, it's like the floodgates opened of people that say, I know, I get it, I understand. But I'm going to go back to what you are doing. And I'm going to, I hope this doesn't embarrass you, but you said <laughs> 11 years ago. Yeah. Hey, I remember 11 years ago when you first started <laughs> at Wood because they had a contest they and did. you were in a contest. Tell us what that contest was. You know, it was so funny. I was actually packing my bags, and I was moving to L.A. And a family friend said, you know, Wood TV 8 and WOTV 4, they're doing this contest. It's right up your alley. You have your degree in broadcasting. You've got to go for this. And I said, what is it? And it was a year contract to be the face of the station. And so I decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this for my friend and uh, if she's listening, she knows exactly who she is. And so I went to this audition, and there were hundreds of people lined up, and I just watched. I was like, there's no way I'm getting out of my car, and I'm going to go and stand in that line. And, you know, there were people that were musicians and doing all sorts of really fantastic things. I hadn't planned anything. And long story short, did the audition, got out of the car. You know, it's always that first step. Did two months of auditions and was honored to win the contract for a year. And then they just kept me on. I'm so, so blessed. I just love that story. Thank you. I think we're all blessed <laughs> that you were kept on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and, you. And you know what? Google Jordan Carson, WOTV4, and see her beautiful face. What's behind Live Local, Give Local, what's behind the mic, what's behind the smile, what's behind the mask, all of it. You can't see, but I have a tear because the, it, that is just so more than kind. Well, don't we have child labor laws? So you started when you were 12? I did start when I was 12. <laughs> 11 years ago, I was a baby. <laughs> but Doug, did you know that Jordan has also covered American Music Awards, Dancing with the Stars, Country Music Awards, Academy Awards? I did not know all that, but it's not surprising. Oh, thank you. No, it's been, you know, part of the job. And it's been some of those highlights that have been so fun to be able to go to different places like Nashville and um, cover the Country Music Association Awards and then go out to the Oscar Awards and be on the red carpet and cover some of those things. It's It's been pretty amazing. And Ginger Z, I got to go out and cover when she was dan on Dancing with the Stars. And um, yeah, those are some of the highlights. Yeah. Do you have anything that you really, really want to cover that is like your your bucket list that we can put out there? Gosh. What I really want to cover. You want me to be honest? Yeah. So I, I I love doing entertainment, and that's fun. 
But for me, you know, I've done that. Um, it's always the stories that are the more meaningful stories. Those are the stories that I always remembered watching when I was growing up and still today. Those are the stories that that I remember, the things that resonate with me, the things that I never realized were happening in different, different parts of the world or even right here in our community. And so I think that's why Live Local, Give Local is so special to me um, because I try to take those really emotional stories and relay them to the community. Um, documentaries are my favorites. Um, I did a documentary years ago. Um, it's still one of my favorite projects to date. And people still, this is no joke, I got an email, or I'm sorry, it was a message on Facebook last night about the topic of the documentary. Someone needed help. They remembered that I did this story. Um, to know this many years later that the story that I had put out there, that documentary, could still be helping people, um, that's what it's all about. Do you have a specific story or two, personal or professional, that maybe you're willing to share? Yeah. It might resonate with some of the listeners. Yeah. You know, I think that's a perfect question to kind of segue into this. I think one of the most meaningful stories, and it goes right along with the topic that we're talking about today, I did a documentary, um, and it was called Dying to be Thin. And it was the first time that I had really put something together in a long format about a personal story that is happening and affecting so many millions of Americans, and oftentimes we don't even see it or realize it. Um, my sister, who I was best friends with, we're still best friends. Um, she just happens to live in heaven now. Uh, she struggled with an eating disorder, and she had anorexia and bulimia. And as we know, it's not about the body. It's not about your image. It all starts in the brain. And so when I explain it to my daughter, I say, you know, she, her brain got sick. You know, she got sick in her mind, and uh, it was just too hard for her to fight it. And so I did a documentary because I knew how many people were suffering um, from eating disorders. And we spoke to physicians and nutritionists and dietitians and talked about um, – you know, the, the warning signs, the symptoms, um, what family and friends could see, um, you know, some of those warning signs, like I said. And then talking about the genetic disposition that a lot of people don't even realize. I have a higher risk of having an eating disorder than, you know, someone who doesn't have that in their family. And so it was important to me to talk about all of those things and the myths. Um, and you can still find the documentary. It was a 30-minute special. It aired twice on Wood TV as well as WOTV. And afterwards, this is the kind of story that I like to do um, because I think it reaches out to so many people and it not only promotes awareness, but um, it gives people resources and help where they need it. Um, at the end of the documentary that aired on Wood TV, I invited the physicians, the dietitians, the nutritionists in um, into our studio, and we did an anonymous online chat, and it lasted, I want to say, an hour and a half each time this aired, and the comments and the questions that came through stick with me to this day. Um, you know, a woman that had said she had been dealing with an eating disorder for 30 years, and this was the first time she was reaching out. So that was one of, I don't want to say the highlights, I don't know if that's the right word, but one of my most meaningful, most significant works that I've been a part of. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's the, well, the genetic component of that, I want to say, yeah. surprises me because so much 
of mental health, brain health issues are tied back into genetics or hereditary of nature. And whether it's substance abuse, alcohol addiction, death by suicide, so much is related to genetics that I, I don't think people really understand. And that ties directly to the brain health issue of our brains being wired differently. Thank you, Jordan, so much for sharing some of that. I know that it's not easy, but I also know from me sharing my own story, Doug, you sharing your story, we have found it to be so healing. And when that person does reach out and tells you that you have helped them, there really is nothing better than than that. You know, and, and maybe that's when we find our purpose, the purpose of our journey. And maybe if we could admit it without guilt, we start to see that silver lining and recognizing it as, you know, maybe my sister has such a bigger, a bigger story, right? And the story is through you now. And that documentary, didn't you also win an award for the documentary? Yes. And just from what you were saying, um, I completely agree. I remember my sister saying that she wanted to get better and help people. And so I feel like that's my job now um, to do that for her. Um, Yes, uh, it did win an award. Um, It was remarkably up for six Emmy Awards and won a national Gracie Allen Award. Um, So my mom and I took a trip out to New York City and I was able to receive the award for documentary that year. And um, Ginger Z presented it to me on, a, on stage. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how we're all connected? Yeah. That's beautiful. And, and I just got <laughs> chills. I got chills listening to that because I really believe that we get connected to people for reasons. And I believe that maybe some divine intervention is taking place where our loved ones that have passed are orchestrating all of us to be in each other's lives. I always say that. I'm like, she's planning and plotting up there. (laughs) Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah, I look at the three of us. We all have different brain health stories, and they all resonate with so many people that don't even, you know, may not even be aware of it and are afraid to talk about it. And so it's it's been very helpful to me, and, and hopefully the three of us can help others. You know, one of the things that you are really changing, Doug, is the conversation. We're doing that through the Live Local, Give Local commercials with Meyer Brain Health Minute. And I love that you took mental out and used brain. Because when I listen to your story, Jordan, it really does sound the same with so many other mental health illnesses. It's in their brain. Your sister did not choose an eating disorder. Your friend did not choose to be an alcoholic. My husband did not choose to be depressed. You know, this is something that they're fighting and working with in their brain. And the more that we can talk about it and share it as a brain illness, then that stigma goes away and we can talk about it more and we can treat the brain. Well, and just talking about it helps rewire the brain. And the more we talk about it, the more we open up, the more others talk about it. Reducing the stigma, eliminating the stigma also changes the wiring of the brain. And it is possible to change the wiring. And, you know, I really do hope this is, you know, Heart Month by the American Heart Association. And the way we talk so freely about heart disease and cardiac disease and the way we talk about different cancers, I hope that we one day get to a place where we talk about 
brain health in the same free way with no stigma attached to it. Um, I think that's so important. I think it's possible, but it starts with the conversation, and it's I'm an I'm honored to be a part of that. Well, with Jordan and Vani, I'm I'm convinced we're going to get there, and we are getting there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's our passion, and really, when we look at behind the smile, it's about you know what, Jordan. Everybody knows you as the you know, the beautiful girl on television that's doing all these great stories and you're always, you know, beautiful family. And Doug, you're well known too. But people will say, well, what do you have to be depressed about? Or people will say, just think you have it all just because you're in front of the camera all the time. And I think that's why it's so important that we share our stories behind the smile because everybody has a story. Everybody has something that we're dealing with, and especially when it comes to mental health, that stigma is so is toxic. And I, I just said this today to somebody. I think it actually was Stuart who's out there. I said, I am so proud of the things that I'm doing and the things that we're changing in the conversations, but yet I had to lose Rob before I knew that I could do it or I had to do it. And the same with you. You had to lose your sister to find this passion. But yet, whenever somebody reaches out to you all these years later, you know that you've made a difference. You know that she's with you, and you know it's only going to continue. So we're going to put that documentary on our website, and we can tell more and more about it. And March is Nutrition Month, so we'll make sure that we talk and focus on eating disorders, because I think it's another important brain health topic that we need to talk about. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You guys are making me tear up. <laughs> I know. If people could see us right now, we're just, I mean, tears. But again, you know? we you know, I don't want to say we all have, but a lot of us have lost someone to addiction, suicide, eating disorders. And I think talking about it is maybe painful, but, you know, I'm going to tear up about it and I've lost somebody. And, you know, I think so many of us have. And if we don't talk about it, what, what good is there? You know, people live for a reason and people... Um, make choices that aren't their choices. The wiring of the brain is making those choices. And it is time we talk about it and we can change lives and improve the quality of lives of others. Yeah. You know, I think that's such an important point, Doug. You know, when you lose someone, it's so important that we recognize that it's not a choice. It wasn't a choice that my husband died by suicide. It wasn't a choice your sister died with an eating disorder. You know, it wasn't a choice that people die of alcoholism or addiction. It's a part of the brain health illness. So so what do we do and how do we help that, right? We are doing it here today. We're talking about it. We need to offer resources. We need to ask, how are you? We need to get treatment. We need to follow. It's like, I like to use the example of, you know, unfortunately, Doug, you had cancer, but fortunately, you survived, and what you're doing within the cancer treatment arena is going to be huge, not only for our community, but for the entire country. But how I like to look at this is, if your sister had cancer, what would you have done? You would have talked about it as a family. You would have gone to the doctor. You would have gotten treatment. You would have gone to follow-up appointments. We do all of those things with cancer. Brain health illnesses, we sweep them under the rug. We don't talk about them or we don't know because we don't really ever think, oh, like my husband would never take his life. Oh, 
they're only self-medicating with alcohol. They'll get over it. Oh, this will pass. She'll get through it. You know, that's kind of the mindset of where we're at. And that's what has to change. Yeah, I completely agree. I think starting the conversation and continuing that conversation is so important. And, you know, I think people don't realize what to say. Um, They're trying to be comforting, but sometimes people say the wrong things, and it's such the wrong thing. Um, I remember people saying to me, you know, well, what did she think that she was overweight? What did she – just give her a hamburger. And I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, that still sticks with me. And I'm like, you can't get mad at the person, but you're just thinking, okay, we need to have more conversation about this because people do not even realize where it's stemming from. Um, and I think that can snowball. Yeah. And, well, sometimes it is so easy to get mad at that person, whether it's suicide or eating disorder or addiction. You know, what's wrong with that person? And they're not only hurting themselves, but they're hurting those around them. And it's, it is easy to get so angry and I find myself doing that and I have done that and I regret doing that. And part of it is because I know a lot about addiction and brain health issues and disorders. And yet I should be more compassionate. I should have more empathy. Um, But it is easy when you've been hurt by this brain health challenge, whatever it may be. It is easy to, I don't say lash out, but I say take it out on somebody, but not understand or not be compassionate. And I think I I need to do that sometimes, take a step back and say, okay, um, someone didn't mean to die by suicide or die by an eating disorder or die by addiction. It's a brain health issue. And I think we all need to take a step back and kind of take a look at it from a bigger picture that it is brain health. It isn't just a choice that people decide to do. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, sometimes within my own family, I have a son that has Asperger's, so he's on the autistic spectrum. And, you know, before I knew that, I would get angry at him. And after we went and he got diagnosed, I mean, I was just like, I am so sorry. I was so upset with myself because I didn't know. I didn't know that he wasn't, he couldn't control this. You know, this is how his mind works. So I had to to become a different mom. You know, I had to be a step ahead of him all the time. I had to, you know, so so that's a whole nother story with autism. But, but Jordan, where I can also relate to you, you know, I've been through a lot and I, I think that I've been through a lot so I can be, I guess, relating to so many people now that we have a platform and we can talk and we can share that my daughter also struggles with an eating disorder and she was in treatment. And I'm going to go back to what you were saying that what people say and I can relate that to suicide, too, because people will say some of the dumbest things. But before Rob died, before Whitney struggled with her eating disorder, I said some pretty stupid things. Even when she got out of treatment and she'd say, Mom, you cannot talk like that. And the sensitivities that she has around diets today and different you can't control. I mean, it's all like neg, like so much negativity is out there when it comes to nutrition and food and what you should eat and what you shouldn't and all the, the fastings and, and all of that. So there's so much more that goes in. And unless you've been there, you just don't get it. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that. Um, but that's so true. And then once you've been there, you're, I don't want to say hypersensitive about it, but I am very aware 
um, the things I say in front of my daughter. Um, we don't talk about appearance. We don't talk about body. We don't talk about calories. We don't talk about good foods and bad foods. Um, I absolutely love the school that she goes to. But I have said to the teachers, this is really important to me, you know, and I know that we're talking about, you know, healthy options and being healthy for our body, but I don't want there to ever be talk about her lunch. You know, this is the healthy food and you have to eat that first and this is the not healthy food. And so you, you know, need to eat those cookies later. I said, if I've put it in her lunch, she can eat whatever she wants, whenever she wants it, because all food is fuel for your body. I mean, you know, within reason, obviously. Um, but I'm very sensitive to good foods, bad foods, categorizing and, and counting calories because I know that some people need to do that. But when you're talking about that around children, they are sponges and they're listening to everything that you're saying. And they they conceptualize things differently than we do. Right. And also, I think it goes beyond children, right? It could get, mm-hmm. you, you don't know what the person next to you is dealing with. Exactly. We don't know if... Susie has a eating disorder and, and John is an alcoholic. We don't know that. So we should always be mindful of our comments. But I think this has been a really great conversation. And I just, Jordan, you have such a beautiful daughter. Um, I you. want to know what fun do you like to have with her? What do you guys like to do? Your family. What's uh, your fun? She is a nut. She's so <laughs> fun and cool and Oh, gosh, I wish I had 10 of her. Uh, maybe not 10, but a She few must more. take after her mom. <laughs> exactly. She sure does. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, you know, she does horseback riding lessons every every weekend, and I love seeing her do that because you can see her progress, and she's not scared. And, you know, at that age, you're really – you're not scared of anything. You're like, I can conquer the world. I can be a doctor. I can be an artist. I can be a nurse, and I can be the president. And you can – be all those things, and there's no limit to, you know, your potential. And I think that's so cool to see. So I love watching her ride horses. Um, we've been doing a lot of things outside. Like um, my husband has been taking her sledding lately, so he's he's better at that than I am. <laughs> but I go out and I'll take the photos and put my little boots on. Um, but yeah, she loves sledding. She loves being outside, and uh, we'll be going to. Disney soon. Awesome. Oh, how fun. I cannot wait because we, we've postponed two vacations now. And so finally, we're going to go um, on spring break. And that will be a lot of fun, too. But anything with her, I love doing. Yeah, well, I could awesome. just see you. you could just, can you just see her, light, her face light up when she talks about her daughter? Oh, absolutely. And I've, you know, my daughter has ridden for 20 years or so now. Yes. And it is so much fun. I went down last week. She's in Florida riding. And it is fun to watch, exciting to watch, and you feel so proud, and my daughter's so proud. And so it's, it's yeah. a great sport, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, every time, I don't know if you remember, you know, you have an eyelash and you make a wish, right? Every time she has an eyelash, I say, make a wish on her cheek, and she says, oh, I wish for a pony in the backyard when I get home from school. Oh. <laughs> How cute She's is that? just awesome, yeah. Jordan, it just is always such a delight to to be around you and feel your energy and see your beautiful smile. We just really appreciate you taking the time and, and joining us for your first podcast. Yes, this was so much fun. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect and yeah. I love it. Well, I told you just organic conversations, right, where we can just talk about it. And Doug, you're such an amazing guest co-host. Well, you're such an amazing host. <laughs> but it's... Can you feel the love? No, it's... I do. I feel the love. 
<laughs> well, it's so great so to fun. see Jordan with her mask off. and Finally, right? The mask, and we've all been affected by that. I think I can fairly say that there's so many smiles behind the mask, and there's so much sadness behind a lot of masks. And so we need to take the mask off and get the smiles out. And it's so good to see Jordan smile without the mask on. Thank you. It's so Thank great you. to see both of you. As we've heard, Jordan is a woman of many talents, and we are so grateful to have time to explore her work and discover more about her. Eating disorders are a serious mental brain health illness, and Jordan's ability to use her platform to educate others and honor her sister is inspiring. Dying to be Thin, her award-winning documentary can be found at media.org. If you or someone you know is struggling with an eating disorder, Help is available at nationaleatingdisorders.org or call 1-800-931-2237. Special thanks to Stuart Poltrock and Soundpost Studios for making us sound so good. Also, we love Bigby Coffee during our podcast sessions. Thank you, Bigby, for allowing us to buy one, give one, to start the conversation.